it's funny because I had one of these planned for the Buffalo shooting. I was going to discuss about white supremacy, the, the stupid replacement theory, all that fun stuff that's being peddled in Fox News by the Tucker Carlson's of the world. But then, imagine my surprise when there was another shooting that happened out in Texas. Elementary school students were shot dead. Ten-year-olds never got the chance to fully live their life because the United States still hasn't figured out how to handle its gun problem. And there are so many angles to this that I'm sure has already been discussed. And there's so many things that have already been said. And we've been saying them for years since Sandy Hook. So what could I possibly bring to the table that hasn't already been said? Because we know what the problem is. And we know what the solutions are. And we know who are the obstacles. We know what are the obstacles. So I'm going to approach this a little different. My question is, if Joe Biden, I'm not blaming him, but if he truly, truly wanted to tackle this issue, he's got to look, he's got to look at the scenario differently. The Democratic Party has to look at things differently. They have to approach this differently because as of right now, they just do not have the votes. They just do not have the political support because these Republican assholes, they depend on the almighty dollar and they will sacrifice children to volcanoes and to gun violence if it means making them more money. We know who they are. And we know that because of this broken political system, they're still allowed to have power. I've always jokingly and half-jokingly and half-truthfully said the Republican Party is three major policies away from being extinct. Like, if you killed the Electoral College, if you expanded voting so that voting booths are available year-round, if you had ranked voting they'd be done. There'd be nothing left for them to do. If you got rid of gerrymandering, the, the game is over. The Republican Party would die completely. But they've been able to survive through the skin of their teeth because they plan better. They plot better. They're more patient than the Democratic Party. They're more organized than the Democratic Party. And they have way more money that they're willing to spend than the Democrats. It is what it is. So what do we do if they constantly get in the way? It's time to get creative. Technically, um, technically, our biggest problem is the amount of guns that exist in this country. It's more, it's a bigger problem than the background checks. It's a bigger problem than the inconsistency on the gun laws from state to state. It's a bigger problem because you can, you can ban everything, which is true. You can ban the assault rifles. You can make it harder to get a gun. Yes, these things are true and they should happen. By the way, they should happen. I'm not saying they should not. But what I am saying is that there is an intriguing problem that exists, and that is that there's at least 150 million guns that exist in this country because the gun manufacturers love this country and the customers love their guns here. It is what it is. So my creative idea is 
the White House, Biden, the Dems, and anybody that wants to join along in this has got to find a way to, at the very least, get these guns off the streets. At the very least, convince people to give up some of their extra weapons that they're not willing to use. Convince people to give their guns up before it falls into the wrong hands. Right? At the very least, we can do that. And I think one thing we can do that would work so well is create the largest gun buyback program in the history of humans. And this is a very, very feasible and possible thing to do because we're at a crisis, right? We're at a war amongst ourselves. So why not offer the opportunity to pay handsomely to anybody that brings in a gun, any kind of gun? And what I'm talking is something absolutely wild. And I mean a no-strings-attached no holds barred. I will physically pay you on the spot, on the dot, if you bring in your guns to the government, you know, whether it be the government buildings, wherever. I don't know if we how to figure figure this out. All right. You know, I'm not I don't have a job in politics. But what I'm saying is, you know, offer these solutions. Open up all the police stations to receiving these guns. Offer up all these places, create these, create buildings that is just focused on receiving guns from people who don't need, you know, who, who want to get rid of their guns and want to get paid for that. I'm talking about a buyback program and I'm talking about one that expands for an entire year. I'm talking about one that covers all 50 states, all of the 1000 biggest cities in the nation. Why not do that? Instead of talking to these bimbo heads about how they should enforce these policies, how they should try to pass these laws, why not go around them and be like, all right, if we cannot convince the Republicans to make it harder to get one of these guns, why don't I just handsomely reward all these people who do have guns? Right? At the very least get all these extra guns off of, you know, off the streets. At the very least, get them away. And we can use all these guns that are collected and we can melt them and we can turn them into something else. We can recycle them. We can use them for something else. Just the ammunition will also include ammunition in this. Let's pay handsomely for this. The richest country in the entire world cannot figure out a way to prevent school children from getting killed by mentally ill and or evil people. So at the very least, let's limit the amount of guns in circulation. Let's come up with creative solutions. I it just it just sucks that we that these people just have their you know they like oh we have our hands tied there's nothing we can do yes there are plenty of solutions there are plenty of ways to go about this we're willing to send money overseas to fight wars we're willing to give tax breaks to these giant corporations let's make a damn effort to, let's do something even if this doesn't work even if we do end up with more mass shootings even after the gun buyback program is done at the very least, we have fewer guns. 
right? This isn't a discussion about the Second Amendment. This is a discussion about trying to find a different way to approach the obvious problem that is happening in the United States. The obvious issue. As a matter of fact, there's so many guns in this country that they're ending up in Mexico. And the Me- uh, Mexico literally sued gun manufacturers in the U.S. because they are responsible for the cartel being as powerful as they are. Which is true. Which is true. There are too many guns. It's really it's as simple as that. And... If we can't fix it in the White House, then let's find another way. And I think personally, this country is more than capable of creating a massive movement to collecting these weapons that are not being used, that are being neglected, that are being forgotten. And that's what I would do personally. If I was running the show, if I was running this country, I'd be like, guess what? For an entire year, we're going to pay like hundreds to thousands of dollars depending on the weapon for your guns and for your ammunition because we don't want it to end up in evil people's hands period the background checks and all that stuff will try to fix that politically but until then this doesn't require approval this doesn't require the republicans agreeing with this it doesn't require that at all we can do this you can executive order this. We can we can do something about this. Yes, as I speak, I'm sure there'll be a stupid ass Republican that from one of the stupid ass states. Sorry, no states are stupid. I apologize, but I'm sure there'll be someone that'll be like, "Well, I'm gonna make it a law that you cannot have the buyback program." But if there's something this country loves more than guns, it's money, and I'm pretty sure no conservative is gonna be like. Hey, I don't want my people earning thousands of dollars for weapons. <laughs> I don't want them earning thousands of dollars for ammunition. Absolutely not. I'm pretty sure that won't go well. But this wouldn't be forced. It would not be a forced buyback program. It would be a voluntary one. At the very least, we got to try something. Try something that doesn't require Republican approval because those morally corrupt pricks are never going to make this better. They, this is how they make their money. They survive off of mass shootings. They make money off of mass shootings. They do. So we can't depend on them. We gotta get creative. And my personal idea is create the largest buyback program. And I think, I'm almost sure it would work. Because A, it'd be voluntary, and B, it would make people money, and C, that means less stuff, you know, less weapons on the streets. It's a it's a win-win situation. It really wouldn't cost much, and even if you supposedly can complain about, I don't care, whatever. We print money in this country. We're the rich, like I said, richest country in the world can afford to pay, you know, tens of thousands of people thousands of dollars. It'll be fine. Tax the rich. But I'm just tired. I'm tired of watching these news stories of children getting killed, these smiling faces, going to school and not realizing it's the last day of their fucking life. I'm tired of it. And like I said, politically, 
we know the solutions and we know the complications. So let's try something. Because trying nothing will make you just as guilty. Just throwing up your hands in despair and giving up makes you guilty and makes you complacent. And we just can't continue this. <clears throat> it can't continue. Of course, the classic solution that people will say is like, oh, vote them out. All right, cool. But gerrymandering and a broken political system still exists in this country. So let's try something else. But I'm tired, man. It it sucks. I was just trying to recover off of Buffalo because, as I've said, I don't think enough has been discussed about just how evil that crime was. That man deserves life in prison. And not only that, but he just deserves every kind of punishment imaginable in jail for what he did. <clears throat> but as I wanted to record about that, then came a couple more mass shootings. This is an America problem. And you're just being ignorant if you think otherwise. Just absolutely ignorant or absolutely stupid if you think otherwise. But there, there's my two cents because people are like, well, what are you going to do? You're just going to talk about it or are you going to act on it? Well, I'm acting now. And I say a national buyback program that lasts one to three years, pay every citizen thousands of dollars for every, you know, every gun and every block of ammunition that they give back. Give it to them. Do it. But thoughts and prayers... It doesn't work anymore. Not anymore. This is happening too much. We need more solutions. Another day. Another mass shooting. This time, some prick drove hundreds of miles to go to Buffalo, find a black neighborhood, find a supermarket that's predominantly black, and decided to shoot up the place, and then left a manifesto. <clears throat> Basically, he was confessing to the crime. He was live-streaming this crime. This is not only a heinous crime... But it's committed by somebody who is fully aware that it was going to be a heinous crime and is fully aware of the consequences of his actions and decided to go through with it anyway. Like I said, this person had to drive hundreds of miles to commit this crime. This person had a plan and decided to execute it. And now there's 10 innocent people that died. And guess what? This isn't even the first shooting with similar <laughs> with a similar motive. This isn't the first time we've had this motive of the great replacement. In 2019, happened in El Paso. Some other prick drove hundreds of miles this time in search of Mexicans. And I truly believed that after Joe Biden had won the presidency, I truly thought that a crime this heinous 
this directly disgusting type of shooting just wouldn't happen under a Biden presidency. It wouldn't. Because that white supremacist vocabulary would start dissipating from the White House. And it has. Joe Biden has definitely not been my favorite president. He definitely has had a lot of missteps. But the white supremacy language has pretty much all but disappeared from the White House. But where are these people finding these insane thoughts about the Great Replacement, about how white America is, you know, is going to disappear? And it's coming from your Fox News' most popular shows. It's coming from your Tucker Carlson, who would probably toss his mother into a volcano if it meant better ratings. I don't know how much of this Carl, you know, Carlson actually believes in, but he does believe in the ratings. He does believe in the money that is earned from this sort of thing. And that's why he flirts with these theories. He plays with it. He throws these little storylines. He tosses these little hints where the Democrats are secretly trying to bring in all these Latinos from other countries so that way the demographics can shift and they can maintain power. And these dumb theories just continue to play out and they eventually bleed their way into social media and they bleed their way into the darkest corners of the internet. Now, does the darkest corners of the internet even need a Tucker Carlson? No. But there's a validity that happens when you see the words and terrible thoughts that you see on the internet, when you see that on TV and somebody with millions of fans and millions of viewers echoing those same words, there's a validity, there's a strength in that conspiracy theory, there's a strength in that message, and it drives people to do these ridiculous things. Not just say these terrible things, not just believe in it, not just spread the word, not try to recruit, but to literally act on it. And now we have Peyton Gendron, an 18-year-old with an AK, just shooting up a supermarket just because the customers there were black. And I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of these types of things. Look, there's crime in every country. There's violence in every country. Of course there is. But this is a country that has the money, power, and resources to never have something like this happen again. And it keeps fucking happening. It keeps happening. Black people are getting killed just because they're black. Latinos are getting killed just because they're Latino. Because you have these pricks like Tucker Carlson, these pricks at Fox News, these pricks at the far right wing media, these shadows of the maggot movement that had infiltrated the White House and continues to threaten the White House to this very day. These people continue making us the enemy. And it's so hard for us to be able to, to do anything about it for as long as those politicians continue seeking those votes of said people that believe in these terrible things. 
And the thing about the great replacement thing is the people that believe in this thing are hypocrites because I can promise you that these same people that truly believe that Latinos and Black Americans and probably Asian Americans are taking over the United States, they're shifting its culture, they're taking it away from its supposed Christian values and Christian origins, which is also not true. But these same people that believe these things, they don't believe in anything that could possibly help their own fellow neighbors. These same folks, they don't believe in free health care. They don't want free education for all. They don't want additional taxes for like the wealthiest 1%. They don't want any of these things that could possibly make life easier for white Americans, which is a cruel kind of irony. So these people are hypocrites. They're absolute hypocrites. If you truly believe that other people from other cultures and other countries are taking over, then why don't you build ways to strengthen the lifespan of your own people? But no. Because the truth of the matter is, the biggest obstacle that prevents white people from improving their supposed population is white people. It's the saddest truth, but it is the truth. Because whenever you do these things where you try to limit black people from voting, where you try to make it harder for that illegal immigrant to become legal, you're also harming the poorest white Americans along the way. Everything that you block, everything that you refuse to pass, will also affect your very own people at the end. It affects everybody. So when you're doing this giant crusade to make abortions illegal across the country, this doesn't just affect the minorities. This affects white Americans as well. This affects the poorest people out in West Virginia. This affects those that live in the middle of nowhere in Utah. These Americans that just don't have any power whatsoever, and they continue not having any power because we still have the Electoral College in order to keep down these minorities. But while you're doing that, you're also preventing your very own people from having a voice. So I don't understand these great replacement people because, like I said, they don't do anything to help each other. They're not in it for them. They're not in it for others. They're only in it for themselves. So they only focus on themselves. They have these selfish thought processes in terms of taxes and how they want to keep as much money as possible. And then when things aren't going well, they blame the minorities and they blame a Democratic Party for supposedly poisoning this nation and flooding it full of people with cultures and customs and languages that they do not understand, nor do they want to understand. And I don't, I don't have the solution for this. Because once we get to the part where we should censor people, that's, that's just a slippery slope. But there's gotta be a solution. 
And as I've always said, this country has the money, power, and resources to find these solutions, to seek these solutions, to hire the right people, to find the right minds to solve these problems because I am tired of seeing fellow minorities fall at the hands of white supremacists that believe these falsehoods that are being peddled by people with power in news media. And those people that peddle these stupid storylines probably don't even believe this shit themselves. But once again, white Americans do this thing where they only focus on themselves. And at the end of the day, they just bring themselves down. Because the country is diversifying. And you can whether accept it and figure a way to live with this, these new realities or... You're going to end up just falling apart and dragging everybody that you know and love down with you. Those are the two options. It's just sad. <clears throat> I truly thought after Trump had lost, I thought these types of crimes would not happen again. It may have been slightly foolish, but at the same time, the white supremacy vocabulary has mostly dissipated from the White House. There are still some hints of it, and it definitely comes from Trump's remaining supporters that still have power there and have still not been arrested or kicked out of the White House as they should. Seriously, Garland, what the hell are you... Department of Justice, what's taking so long? <clears throat> But most of the vocabulary that we had witnessed between 2016 and 2020 during the Trump years was all but gone under Biden. And look, like I said, Biden's not definitely, definitely not my guy. But that type of hatred that existed, that permeated during those four years, they're not there. Biden is a lot of things, but he's not one that's out for conflict. He doesn't go out searching for conflict and constantly blames groups of people and constantly makes like racist phrases and, you know, says little things that makes the white supremacists, you know, gleefully dance. But I completely underestimated how much of this shit was going to continue on Fox News, was going to continue on all these right wing media things that are popping up like daisies as Trump tries to reclaim his power. I underestimated it. I truly did. So, like I said, I'm just one guy. I don't have the solution. I mean, I'm sure I could find one if I, you know, if you paid me enough. But something has to be done. These types of crimes are only happening in the United States. We are way too developed. We are way too advanced to continue to witness these things happening. And I really hope that we truly, truly start seeing some movement in the White House to eradicate these things, to start clamping down on domestic terrorists, to start clamping down on white supremacists because this shit has to stop. And I hope there's some movement. I beg, I plead that there's movement. Not even talking about gun control. I'm talking about stronger measures to hunt down these people and prevent them from committing these terrible crimes. 
That's what I'm talking about. The gun control thing, yeah, we'll have that debate. But the point of the matter is, there's way too many instances of these white supremacists that say these terrible things online, threaten these things online, and nothing gets done until their body's on the floor. And we cannot continue having this. We cannot. El Paso should have been the final straw. But we were under the wrong presidency when that happened. We're under Biden now. And some guy drove hundreds of miles to kill black people. We cannot keep seeing this within these borders. Like I said, I don't have the solution, but I know this country has the power and resource to find one. And I'm begging the people in power to find one. I am begging for the Republican Party that is in the White House to start toning down their shit. I'm begging for it. But until then, all we can do is stay safe, stay vigilant, and just hope for the best and pray that the next time you go to the supermarket, the next time you go to a gas station or a park, that you don't run into one of these white supremacists that is, you know, itching for a killing. Be safe. Have a good night. Bye.